All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the In the Huddle podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sam Gold. And I'm Chris Rotundo. And we got week 12. We got some Thanksgiving games. We got some other exciting games to recap. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, Chris, we were discussing this just a second ago. There's definitely some games that, you know, at this point in the season, where it's December 1st now, that don't really have a point in talking about too much. So you're going to see us kind of, uh, you know, Skip through pretty quickly a few games here, but other than that, there's been some good ones this week, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, you know, full week of football, Thanksgiving. Uh, two of the games were underwhelming, uh, but, you know, it was still football. Got to eat food, be with family, so it was nice. But overall, uh, it was a fun week, but probably the weirdest week in recent history for fantasy football, I have to say. It was just a, a lot of weird I'm stuff. Not gonna, I was planning on concocting this huge rant about how I just got completely screwed over in every way, shape, and form this week in fantasy. But you know what? Who cares? No one cares about my fantasy team. I got to deal with it myself. It's just fantasy football. I got to calm down. It's, it's so stupid. This is why I didn't want to do it. But I always I always do it every year. But I think this one's really going to drive me out. We'll see. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's really intro. All right, and uh, we can hop straight into the first game from Week 12, uh, Lions-Bears. Pretty underwhelming. Offensively, it was offensively challenged, I want to say. No team could really get anything going. Both really bad teams. Matt Nagy had the reports about he was going to get fired after the game and all that, but then that wasn't true, which I think he would have got fired if he lost this game, which he still should have got fired. But I don't think the Bears have ever fired a coach midseason. They usually wait to the end. He's lost a locker room. Players don't like it. But he overcame all this adversity about all these rumors, and they end up getting a win versus the Lions. Not that impressive. They suck. But... And it happened on a last-second field goal attempt, and they went 16 to 14. Mm, I guess the, yeah, the biggest kinda, news. Kinda... Go ahead, go ahead. I guess, I guess the biggest piece of news from this game is that DeAndre Swift is going to be out for I think multiple weeks with the shoulder injury. But besides that, I really don't have anything to say about this game other than both teams suck. Yeah, just just pretty sad for the Bears uh, to have to get a field goal in the last second. I mean, I, I was very, very excited to see the Lions almost win. I mean, this was the final game I was going to pick them to win. I really thought it should happen, but it didn't. But um, people complaining about, oh, I don't want to see the Lions anymore on Thanksgiving. No, it's it's not that. It's fine. Show the Lions on Thanksgiving. Just don't show Lions bears on Thanksgiving. Like, what are you doing? I know the Lions are 0-10 this year, 0-10-1, but, like, at least give us a somewhat worthy opponent so we could see some good players. I mean, Lions, Bears, I mean, that's what you should be complaining about, not just the Lions. But, yeah, uh, Chris, we could move on to probably the best – one of the best games of the week, definitely the best game of Thanksgiving, Raiders-Cowboys. Uh, just a complete shootout um, from start to finish, and the Raiders pull it out in overtime, another game-winning field goal. Um, you know, the Cowboys, to put up 33 points – with, you know, a lot of their guys out. C.D. Lamb wasn't there. Zeke was injured. He, he, he kind of half played. Uh, Cooper had COVID. 
So to put up 33, you know, in a high state game on Thanksgiving is still pretty impressive by the offense. But I think the main part of this game is just the Cowboys defense just couldn't stop the Raiders for anything. And I know people are going to be complaining about some, you know, penalty calls, especially in overtime with that pass interference at the end. But, you know, I mean, if you don't want to put yourself in that position, you should play some better defense. I mean, the Raiders are depleted as well, and they just put up 36 on you at home on Thanksgiving. So there's a lot of issues to be had with the Cowboys as of late. Yeah, I mean, uh, another, another injury with Darren Waller goes down and gets hurt, which that's going to impact a lot of fantasy uh, owners, especially at this point in the season. Some people might try to be making that playoff push, trying to hold on to that top seed, and now they're down their tight end. So that's going to be an interesting thing. But definitely if – what's his face? The um, – yeah, Foster Monroe, if he's available on waivers, you got to pick him up. We, we know, Sometimes he'll catch a random touchdown, even with Waller there. We saw earlier this year what he did when Waller didn't play. He's good. He'll be a solid pickup for as long as Waller's out. Uh, but both teams, defense didn't exist. Um, I feel people are, I, I don't know, Derek Carr, he, Derek Carr has been good this year. I feel people are not really talking about it, but you look at the statistics and he's he, he's up there with the best. I, I think people just don't like hearing the name Derek Carr. It sounds gross to them this and that, but is, he hasn't been playing bad. He's been playing some really good football. Yeah, I don't see this Raiders team making the playoffs, but they are six and five. He's thrown 300 yards uh, multiple times this season. Um, and he's playing He's playing some of his best football. Just they, they don't have the record to show for it. Um, but yeah, just an impressive win for them. I know the Cowboys were kind of depleted, but do I care? No. Cowboys fans, I don't give a shit. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. You guys lost. I'm sitting here with a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, I can say me too. Yeah, big win for the Raiders. Uh, and then something we can go by pretty quickly because it was a blowout. 31-6, to the Bills go into Mercedes-Benz Dome on Thanksgiving and demolish the Saints. I mean, look, it did. no one should blame us for putting the Saints in the playoffs at the beginning of the year. We didn't know that Trevor Simeon was going to be leading this team. You know, well, no longer Simeon. Just a Taysom team. Hill. Yeah, no longer Simeon. But, I mean, they were just 5-2 and two, like four weeks ago. So, you know, they were on their way to a playoff spot most likely. And, you know, this is just what happens when you don't have a lot of depth and your defense starts to get tired, you know, when you have those short drives because you can't do anything on offense, especially when Kamara's out, you know, your defense is going to get tired. And that's that's not something you want to have, especially against Josh Allen, who you know he's coming back for a redemption game after that Colts game. Like, you know he's going to play well. Dawson Knox did great, too. I mean, this has been the Bills all season. They, they lose to the Jags, and they kill the Jets. They lose to the Colts, and now they're going to kill the Saints. So, you know, just, just an unfortunate fortunate bad timing situation for the saints all around, but uh, yeah, the bills definitely needed this win in order to keep alive in that AFC East uh, division and uh, excited to see how the bills try to, you know, keep the consistency this time next week. Yeah, definitely a much needed win. Uh, The saints struggled immensely on offense, but Taysom Hill, uh, he, I feel he would have been the starter from the beginning, but he did have that well, not over Jameis, but over over uh, Simeon because he did have the concussion. Then he had the foot injury, and Sean Payton loves this guy. They're not going to try and rush him back, so I think he's finally a hundred percent, and he's probably going to get Kamara back. So this offense, I expect to see a lot more from them and actually putting up points and being more competitive than they have these past few weeks. But yeah, if they can get back 
they got to get back to 500. I'm not exactly sure who they play this week. They play Thursday against the Cowboys, who mm-hmm. I forgot who the Cowboy player was, but he suspended for two weeks for fighting with a Raiders player after the uh, Thanksgiving game. I know Amari Cooper is going to be back. No, Amari Cooper, actually, he might not be back. Uh, there's no, reports. I saw a report earlier today that Amari is going to be playing. Oh, now there's a new report? Okay, because yesterday it was it was getting kind of sketchy because he was still feeling sick. Honestly, I'm still not starting him in fantasy. I just don't think I just don't think he's going to be up to 100%, especially with C.D. Lamb coming back. I, I, if, if you're thinking about starting Cooper in fantasy, I don't think it's the right move this week. I mean, uh, Amari Cooper expected to travel with team to New Orleans today and play against Saints. He's expected to play coming off COVID. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see. All right, Chris, you're Pittsburgh Steelers. You want to talk about just. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just I really don't. 41 to 10 I, Bengals. Yeah. 41 to 10 the Bengals. Uh, Bengals, they are. We're, we're the same. I, I believe that they're the best team in the division. I feel that they're better than the Ravens. I feel that. They, I, like Sam and I said last week, the um, the Ravens have been getting some lucky wins, but I feel the Bengals kind of go out there and they prove themselves a little bit more. Sam, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. But, but um, honestly, this Bengals team, they're, they're they just came out and they just beat beat them in every way possible. Ben had his first interception thrown since what, like week three, something like that. He didn't play that well. The team just came out and just decided to not play football. Uh, it's it's just really rough, but I don't even know where to begin. I'm just so upset. I don't even feel like talking about this game. They're 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. My expectations right now are just finish. I just want to finish off the season eight, eight, with, with eight wins, eight losses, and one tie. Keep Tomlin with that streak of no losing season and just kind of get out of here and Hopefully something good happens in the offseason, but the blows keep on coming. TJ Watt, COVID list. Without TJ Watt, they're going to get destroyed probably by the Ravens. This offensive play and like shit. Uh, Claypool says, oh, we should play music at practice. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Tomlin comes back with that hilarious uh, comment. Uh, Cameron Hayward said that he wanted to rip his speaker out of his car when he heard that on the radio. So a lot of frustrated um, faces over there in Pittsburgh. Ryan Clark said they're not playing with any heart. The defense is a joke. Nobody's taking them serious. And it's true. They're just not Chris, playing. Your team's such a mess. It's, 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 such, it's, a mess. it's such a mess. Uh, I know you, you have Antonio Brown uh, recording that locker room. It's been going downhill ever since. It has been going downhill. And, you know, it starts with the players inside the locker room. Someone needs to step up and get them to shape. I think they got to start. Juju and Claypool need to stop it with the stupid TikToks. It's just a huge mess. I mean, we know that Ben doesn't have it anymore. We know that. Yeah. But at the same time, I wouldn't expect 10 points to be put up. I didn't expect this type of effort. I didn't expect the defense to come out flat on their face. I'm just all over the place. I really have not one thing to say. I could spend an hour just on a rant right now, but it's just disappointing. The season, it's a waste. At this point. I don't want to say it's a waste, but... Just hasn't been the season I think a lot of Steelers fans expected. I didn't really know what to expect. Obviously, I expected better things than this. I didn't expect Ben to come out looking this washed this year and the defense to be playing this bad this year. Uh, Just been a disappointing year overall. Just kind of hoping to get to 500 and look on to next year. And hopefully we get Aaron Rodgers or else it's going to be rough for a few years because 
you look at the quarterbacks in this upcoming draft, Sam, and I don't really see one that you can sit here and say, oh, he's any team's franchise quarterback. So I think if you're a team like the Giants, the Steelers, and these other teams that need a quarterback, you're not going to be drafting your franchise quarterback in this draft, which is going to be rough. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, good news for the Steelers, though. If we, you know your team pretty well, Chris. They, you will not be surprised if they beat the Ravens next week. That's no, no, honestly, I, I, hundred percent expect the split, split with the Ravens and go and split the series one and one. It's, it, it has to happen this yeah. year. I don't care how good or bad a team is, it's gonna happen. Yep. And uh, last one, last thing, Bengals. Joe Mixon, my opinion, top five running back in the league. It's so good. He's, he's 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 finally staying healthy. Uh, He's finally yeah. staying healthy for a season, and everyone beginning of the year was all scared. Fantasy owners, I don't want to take Mixon. He's going to get hurt, this and that. Well, he hasn't gotten hurt. He's been healthy, and look what's happening. He's a top fantasy back. He's producing every single week. He's and he, he's just bawling out. I mean, Chris, between Higgins, Chase, and Boyd, only 11 total receptions, and they put up 41 points. So exactly. that's, that's really scary. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're playing the Bengals coming up, which the and Chiefs also, are in a few weeks, so seems like Jamar Chase these past few weeks has come back down to earth, and this Bengals team is still rolling, still putting up points. So it's not like they need Jamar to to go off. I Me, mean, T. Higgins finally had the week. They have Mixon, Higgins, Chase, Boyd. They have four guys right there on offense that can do whatever. Yeah, exactly. He he's been quiet a little ever since that. What was it against the Jaguars that one game? And the Ravens, yeah. And the yeah, he had those two games, but. He, any given week, he could still break out for a, for a big game. So the Bengals, they're a team that I wouldn't put them as Super Bowl contenders just because how young they are, but give it a few more seasons. They can definitely be a, a legitimate threat, I feel. I agree. All right, Chris. Um, Dolphins, Panthers, I'll cover the Dolphins side of things, and then you can talk about Cam Newton in a second. I mean, Cam's um, back, baby. To- He's back. He's back. He's back. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, he is back to uh, 2019. <laughs> Um, okay, 33-10. to 10. The Dolphins win. This is their fourth straight win. Um, this is the Dolphins team. I said this last week. This is the Dolphins team that I expected to see this year, especially their defense. Um, Jalen Waddell had his breakout game. He was fantastic. He's been – I think I even said it last year. He's been quietly, like, very, very solid this year, getting tons of receptions every game. And uh, this one, he just broke 100 and got a touchdown. It was – you all had the Waddle celebration, so that was fun. Um but yeah, Tua, Tua finally looks like he's getting better. I wouldn't say he's good yet, but he's definitely not bad. So that's an improvement. Um, he was 27 of 31. I mean, he, he can't beat that. Um, and, you know, the run game, Philip Lindsay just very quietly on the Dolphins now. He had 12 carries. But, um, yeah, I think the main thing here was the Dolphins defense. They had that crucial block kick against the Panthers early on in the game that kind of just set the tone. You know, that defense mixed with Waddle's performance, just, you know, that's why they have their fourth straight win. And they have the Giants coming up. I think they have the Jets one more time. And I want to say they have one or two more pretty easy opponents. So they could slip into eight, nine wins there if they keep this up. And uh, definitely brighter days ahead for the Dolphins. So, uh, Chris, Christian McCaffrey rolled his ankle. Cam looks horrible. Talk to me about it. Yeah. uh, Well, first off, I just want to say that the Dolphins started off. Shout out to Scott Hansen for this one. They started off one and seven. And now they are five and seven. Very rare that you see a team with one and seven go win four straight. But onto the Panthers side, I mean, Cam Newton against the Cardinals two weeks ago comes back, throws for a touchdown, runs for a touchdown. All right, he's back. So he says last week against Washington, he comes back and he, and he played well. 
He played well. This week, he's back to his old self. Uh, five for 21, 92 yards, two interceptions. He gets benched for, for PJ Walker, Christian McCaffrey, ankle injury, done for the year. As a Panther fan right now, I would be so upset. You think that Cam can kind of salvage this season. Sam Darnold, I don't know if he's going to be starting again. And then you brought in Cam Newton. He does this. And now, and now what do you do? You don't have Christian McCaffrey. You've been battling around that 500 mark for a lot of the season. Mickey, maybe you can squeak into the... um. To 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 a to a low seed in the playoffs, but now what? It's, it's just really hard right now because you're still at that point when it's like, is the season over or do you still sit here and battle for it? Because I really don't know. You're down your best offensive weapon, who's been done most of the year. You, you paid him all this money for what to be injured? I think sixty percent of the games ever since he's got paid. It's just really frustrating right now for Panthers fans out there. And this yeah, is another Panthers thing: Panthers have to have a serious. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm going to say people wonder why you shouldn't pay running backs. Christian McCaffrey is a prime example of it. Does he deserve all the money he gets? Because when he's healthy, yes. But you look at it and he's been injured all this time. I know you can't control injuries, but would I pay McCaffrey for what he's done? Yeah, yeah, I, I would because he, he can do it all. But the money's been injured. The money really hasn't even worth it because he, he hasn't even played that much. Whatever you do, Colts, don't pay Jonathan Taylor too much. You could pay him, but don't pay him your whole freaking franchise. We've seen this story time and time again. The running backs do all this good stuff, and then, like like McCaffrey, he's still performing, but he's he's hurt more than half of the season. I mean, the last running back you've seen over the last decade or two that has actually sustained a real long career, I'm I'm not even going to say Frank Gore. I'm going to say Adrian Peterson. He's really the only one that's been, been able to sustain injuries and still put up numbers throughout the years. I mean, guys like Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley is slowly becoming a bust. I mean, all these guys are just injuries are killing. The top five highest paid running backs in the league as of right now are all injured or have been injured at some point in the season. So, yeah, the, the Panthers need a serious conversation about getting rid of McCaffrey and uh, figuring this out because, you know, Panthers fans, it's a horrible situation, but you kind of knew that was the risk getting into this. And um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is the second straight game where you could have won pretty easily and uh, you just, you just flop. So bad things all around. For and, and now it's like, we're back to Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah has been getting some reps as well in there. So it's going to be rough for Panthers fans. Like, what do they do now? Because I, I think Cam's going to be starting. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts the rest of the year, but. It's just tough. You're in this Very spot tough. when you're you're a team that I believe is around the fi- a 500 team, but do, do you tank the rest of the year to try and salvage a top pick? Or what, what do you do? Sean Watson, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, okay, Chris. Oof, Giants-Eagles. Um, 13 to 7. I mean, just a shit show to begin with. But uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start with this? Because... Uh, well, first off, besides pretty bad things. Yeah, pretty bad things on both sides of the uh, the field. No, no, no offense happened. Uh, Giants get the revenge in the Eagles for what happened last year, I guess. But Giants, you won seven games and you wanted to be in the playoffs. Not like that would have done six, you anything. Six. If it, six, if anything, they they got you a higher seed. But you know what? I'm not even going to sit here and talk about last year. 
both teams look terrible on both sides of the ball. Jalen Hurts, he didn't even he well, played like dog shit. Good, I guess. <laughs> well, because both offenses also looked inept. Yeah. But Hurts three interceptions. Rieger dropped what was it three touchdown passes or something like that. Uh, two, two, two. I think yeah. So he's becoming a pretty clear bust. I feel at this point. Sam, would you would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, you pick him right ahead of Justin Jefferson. You're never going to let that you know live down. It's horrible. What was that? The uh, the Vikings GM was laughing when they picked him over Justin Jefferson. <sighs> Probably, I would be laughing too. Could you Honestly, imagine De- I mean, Devonta Smith and Justin Jefferson? What a one-two punch it would be at, <sighs> be right now. It would be a whole different story. It really would. It just it starts with the quarterback for the Eagles right here. He didn't have a good game, and the office didn't have a good game. Guaranteed, there were some drop passes by the one and only Jalen Rieger, but I really don't even have too much to say about this game besides it was just pretty painful to watch. Um, Daniel Jones, I think he's doubtful for next week, which who, who's the backup? Mike Lennon? Mike Lennon. I mean, Daniel Jones, Mike Lennon, you're the Giants. Like, who cares? <laughs> really? It's going to be rough. I mean, Who's going to be the Giants quarterback next year now? That's another thing, because it's not going to be Daniel Jones. <laughs> the Giants, until they prove that they could somehow revive this franchise, I, I, I don't care who they're going to draft. I just feel like it's always going to be a bust at this point. I don't know. The Giants are slowly becoming the Jets. But, yeah, all I remember from this game pretty much was that final drive where Jalen Rager dropped it and then, you know, we had a pretty heated debate on text uh, whether or not Jalen Hurts could be the quarterback of the future. But um, Well, I mean, I know that there were uh, reports coming out that the Eagles wanted to see if he would play at this level he has been for the rest of, for, for the remainder of the season and make a definite decision on him, and this definitely didn't help his case. I just don't see from Hurts enough right now. Yeah, it is his second year. It, he still has time to develop, but as it stands right now, I really haven't seen anything that can I could sit here and say, yeah, he looks like the guys the Eagles think is their franchise quarterback and can lead them back to the promised land. As it stands, December 1st, 2021, I just don't think that he'll be there five years from now. I just don't see him being in an Eagles jersey. I mean, look, what I told you was you can't really predict that yet. What I'm seeing in front of me right now is, you know, not counting this game because it was just it was just a bad game. But you know, he has progressed this season. He really has. Uh, you know, you could talk about fantasy all you want, how much that doesn't matter, but being the number one quarterback in fantasy for the first eleven weeks is something. It, it's at least Listen, something. Fantasy and, and real life production are two different things because you look at where Hertz gets most of his fantasy points from. He's the number one uh quarterback right now ranked in fantasy because when does he do most of his damage in garbage time which that's yeah, the whole thing also in, in the past few weeks they've gotten some nice wins and it's been because of hurts and his dangerous ability to run the ball and i think he has no he has learned throughout the entire season at this point how to really utilize it and i think his connection with smith is something that's very important for the eagles to keep on track um, I think if you want to keep Hurts, you got to keep them, you know, connecting like they have been with their chemistry and then just get them another guy. Cause I think Goddard's good. I think their run game, they're getting it figured out. Um, they could probably draft another guy, but I, cause I don't know what's going on with Sanders, but honestly, their defense has just been up and down this year. So, and, and the offense line isn't great. So there's, there's a lot of other issues besides Hurts. That's what I was saying earlier on text was, I don't think they need to draft a quarterback this year. 
they have a ton of picks. I just say build around to the offensive line, to the defense, maybe get them one more weapon and then see. And then if it doesn't work out, then draft quarterback. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, obviously we're going to have to wait till at the end of next season to see what the Eagles do. Cause they're going to give it to the end of next year. And then we'll have our decision on that. But um, enough about the Eagles and giants want to vomit in my mouth talking about this and kind of with this next game, the Patriots, Demolish the Titans, the Titans without Derrick Henry, without Julio Jones, without A.J. Brown. Uh, they lose 36 to 13. Patriots keep on rolling. And what are they, the number two seed in the AFC right now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Kudos to the Patriots. I mean, listen, just goes to show they get their guys back. They get the quarterback they wanted. And they are, I wouldn't say they're the Patriots of old, but they are a good, a good team now. Granted, who they have, who who they've played? They played a depleted Titans team, the Falcons, the the Browns in their last three games. They also so, but still, wins are wins. You can't take that away from them. And it's not like they've been barely scraping by. They've been beating the crap out of these teams. Which, if you want to be looked at seriously, you don't just need to beat the crappy teams. You need to put a legit ass whooping on them. And that's what they've done. They beat them both by two two or more. I think three plus possessions each game. Yeah. No, so, I, I, I definitely agree with you. And, uh, you know, I think the Bills will be a good test next week. And, uh, you know, this the real scary part about the Patriots is that they're so well-rounded. And, you know, they don't, they don't necessarily score quick or have these huge plays. But the way they kind of beat you is just to tire you out. And that's exactly what they did to the Titans. I mean, it was 16 to 13 at halftime. And then, you know, the Titans just got tired of, you know, keeping up with this Patriots offense that just has these short plays, especially the Titans defense. Um, you know, they make these short plays, they convert all these second and third downs, and they kind of just march down the field and they put up 20 points, you know, in the second quarter. They, they won 20 to zip in, in the second half. So, but as, as far I as they go for the, yeah, you finish. No, I was just going to say that's the way, that's the way, uh, you know, they beat you. So it's definitely yeah. scary. I mean, just look at the Patriots' uh, schedule in their final five games. They play the Bills next week, then they play the Colts, then they go and they play the Bills again, and they finish up with the Jags and the Dolphins. So the final two games of the season are pretty much guaranteed wins for the Patriots. I do believe they right. will drop. The Dolphins, they, they, uh, Belichick is I... known to drop one there. You never know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, what was it? When did they put the Dolphins last? Oh no, they lost to them week one in the season. Yeah, that fumble. They so, won. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Belichick's going to get swept by the Dolphins, but crazier things have happened that it is that type of season. Just ask me, uh, watching Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, put us into the uh, bye week in 2019. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Um, so who knows what we, we can do? We, we don't even need to talk. Let's just yeah. let's just say these two games really quick. Falcons, Falcons, Jags, Jags went twenty-one fourteen. Cordell Patterson, Falcons, Falcons win. Oh, Falcons, yeah. Cordell Patterson, he did his thing. Jags, the Jets win this twenty-one to fourteen. So yeah. All right, Chris. Bucks, Colts, <laughs> thirty-eight, thirty-one. The Bucks win in a really entertaining game. Another shootout, and uh, it all came down to that final drive for the Bucks and Leonard Fournette. I mean. You thought Jonathan Taylor was going to be the star of this game. He did good. He did good, especially in the second half. But Leonard Fournette, I mean, he had 44 fantasy points. Um, let me get his stats up here. He had yeah, 100 83 yards, yards, three touchdowns, and seven catches with a touchdown as well. So four touchdowns yeah. for Fournette. 
Uh, oh, yeah, I'll tell you about Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor also had a good game. I didn't think he was going to have this quite of a good game with how great the Bucks are against the run, but best running back in football right now behind Derrick Henry, but he's not he, he's not playing right now. So as active running backs, Jonathan Taylor is the best right now, which it's still crazy that Derrick Henry is second in rushing and he's missed the last four weeks. I, I, I just can't wrap my head around that. that. That just goes to show how good he is. And it's going to be fun to see these two battle for the uh, – rushing title next season yeah for sure and uh but uh you know, yeah, both let, offenses go ahead, go ahead no i was just gonna say a 30 at the 31 point game and you you would think you'd see the, the receiving stat line for for the bucks be so much better but it was really just gronk who did everything receiving and all the touchdowns were by leonard fournette which what what the hell is even that about like that's just crazy especially with the game script what was it the colts were up 20, 24 7 at one point, something like that. 24, well, 24 to 14 at halftime. I can't remember if they were up by seven. And even in a, ne- a negative game script for rushing, and Leonard Fournette doesn't just get there. He still he, he smashes that week. He goes for, I think, almost a 50 bomb. It was just one of those things as a fantasy manager. Like, oh, sick. The Bucks are down by multiple possessions. Okay. If I have Godwin, if I have Mike Evans, I'm going to be happy because they're going to have to throw the ball more, but it didn't even matter. Leonard Fournette was the guy. Yeah. And it's just one of those, it's just one of those things you can't, the Colts should know it best, you know, coming from a team with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, once a guy gets going like that and, you know, the touchdowns build up his confidence. I mean, it's, it's hard to stop. Like it was very hard to stop Fournette in this game. And it was not the Tom Brady show. It was not the Evans show. It was not the Goblin show. Gronk did well, but, you know, that's that's another way the Bucs can be you. If, if, they, if Tom Brady's not having a great day, Leonard Fournette can do this. And uh, it's another scary thing. And, uh, you know, the Colts look good on offense. Carson Wentz, three touchdowns, 300 yards. He, do, he did have the two picks, but I think Wentz has been looking better. And uh, Colts fans, don't, don't get too down. I mean, you have lost to a lot of good teams this year, which, you know, come playoff time, you can't do that. But I still think it was a good performance by the Colts and uh, – Definitely uh, one of the more fun games this week. Yeah, Colts, they have a uh, they have a pretty nice schedule coming up. I wouldn't say it's not favorable for them, but favorable game against the Texans, tough game against New England. Cardinals, Kyler Murray will 100% be back for that game. He's looking probable for this game. Play the Raiders, who the Raiders, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders could pull up an upset in that game and then finish off with the Jaguars, so... It's going to be interesting to see if the Colts could uh, get into the playoffs and they might still be able to win the division, even with the uh, Titans being so banged up right now. hundred percent. So it's okay. going to be a, a very interesting battle to see how the season closes yeah. out with that division. This one, we can go by quick Broncos chargers, 28 to chargers. Broncos. They are so inconsistent. The chargers. Yeah. I mean, the reason why I'm even saying we can go by this quick. I know a lot of people want to talk about, Oh, why, why didn't the chargers win? Why didn't they look that good? No, as a chiefs fan, they do this every single year. They're gonna they're gonna lose at least seven games. Like that's just what the Chargers do. So I, I honestly wasn't surprised. I did pick the Chargers money line, <laughs> but you know when I saw the final score, I, I still wasn't that surprised because it's the Chargers. So honestly, just a good defensive game for the Broncos, Chris. I I don't have much to say else. Yeah, um, you know I've been really big on the Chargers this year, as you know. I'm a huge fan of Justin Herbert. I love him. I think he's gonna be uh, a generational talent. When it's all said and done, that's how that's so high. I, I praise this guy, and 
the Chargers, they're just obviously you would know better than me being how much you follow that division. Uh, the Chargers, they've just been inconsistent this this year. It seems like they're going to get on a streak and they're going to be winning and then they start losing and then they lose games that they should be winning. And yeah, they're one uh, game. They're one game over 500. Uh, they still have. They're still very well there to win the division. If you look at their standings right now, every team in the AFC West can still legitimately win the division. Every team is over 500 right now. Let's be real, though. The Raiders but that's not going to happen. Well, not with the division. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm, uh, but I'm yeah. saying as it stands no, today, you, you look at it, even though we know the Raiders and Broncos won't win the division, you, you can't sit here and say that mathematically, obviously, they still can. I mean, they're only one game behind. Uh, Which is yeah. crazy. Look, you could put Justin Herbert on the Chargers, but you can't take you can't take the Chargers out of the Chargers. <laughs> you know, and what That's sucks with the Chargers is, I know they were away, but even when they're home, they literally the Chargers basically play sixteen away, seventeen away games now this year. Must be so sad for the players. <laughs> like, you just, just got to pinpoint at the families in the uh, in the crowd and just look at them. That's all. That Pittsburgh game on primetime on, prime on Sunday night, they, they literally had a stat for how many Steelers fans there, there were compared to Chargers fans, and I think it was like 60-40, which is insane. That's so sad. All right, Chris. Um, Vikings, 49ers, a good color matchup, I would say. I, I like the color matchup. Visually appealing. It's one of those a week. Yeah. 34-26, um, to 26, 49ers get it. Um, for me, uh, what I have to say about this game is, well, one, Dalvin Cook, he got injured, which sucks. But honestly, it happens like three times a year. Um, oh, and by the way, I know I said this a few weeks ago, but I don't know why. I feel this in my heart. Like, Alexander Madison is just a top 10, like, running back. Like, he's just, like, when he's in, when he's starting, he's just always a top 10 running back. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's he, gets the, he, he gets the same why? workload that Dalvin Cook does. Uh, it's Why just, is he not starting anywhere else? Like, I, I legitimately think. I really think that you will see. Well, I don't. I don't think the Vikings really want to, but don't be surprised if the Vikings get a nice trade off for him because he, when he's been playing this year in place of Dalvin, he's smashed and he's in another smash spot again. This against against the they play the Lions this upcoming week, and he could yeah. easily rush for I think. 150 yards and get two touchdowns. He's been so productive. He gets the same workload as Dalvin. He gets the receptions. He gets the touches. He's in there for the same snaps. He, when, when, when Dalvin Cook is out, he's literally Dalvin Cook with a different name. That's absolutely yeah, what it is. He's, just, he's always electric. And, uh, you know, tough loss by the Vikings. We did say the Vikings were going to lose. Uh, they have a pretty good schedule coming up, the Vikings, so they'll win a few more and probably make the playoffs, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this came down to Kirk Cousins. What else are you going to see coming at it? Like, when I saw Kirk Cousins on a fourth down, throwing it to Jefferson, and, of course, he misses him by about a foot over the top. Like, that's just how – you know, Vikings fans know that's how it's going to end. It's rather going to end in a missed kick or Kirk Cousins just over or under throwing a receiver. Like, when you have a guy like Kirk Cousins, three out of ten times he's going to make that throw. That's just how we're it just is. So not going to talk about Kirk Cousins lining up behind the guard. Yeah, that was bad. Are we not, that are we not bad. going to talk about that? I mean, uh... yeah, well, <laughs> we don't want to embarrass him any more than we have. But... Um, man, your brother must have been. I don't even know what he was he's going so through. He's so used to it. He doesn't even care anymore. He really does not. <laughs> 
Oh man. You know what it's like living in a household where there's a Vikings, Bills, and Bengals fan? Like when I'm the only one who even has a Super Bowl win in the household, and I'm a Chiefs fan, like we're only we're pretty bad up until the last like five, seven years. I mean, you know, that's a it's a tough household to be in. So, you know, I get to just see Max. Well, he's not home right now, but you know, we text sometimes and he's just he doesn't care. He just hates Kirk. He wants Mike Zimmer to be fired. That's just how it goes. That's probably most Vikings fans. So he Honestly, might get that uh, wish granted at the end of the year. I mean, I could see. I don't know why I have a weird feeling that I think Zimmer's definitely going to get fired, but I could also see the Giants picking up Kirk Cousins if uh, he's on his way out. I could totally Ew, see that. Kirk Cousins and the Giants. That's but can't you just see that? I don't know why I see that. I could see him on the Broncos. We'll see. I don't know. All right. But yeah, 49ers quietly six and five. Look out for them. All right. Um, Rams, Packers. Rams, Chris Packers. You know, Rams, they were a team that participated in no win November. And the Detroit Lions had a better record than them in November with that one tie. The had no loss November. Just oh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Packers, um, they come out and they win again. Packers looking like the best team in the NFC as of far as these past few weeks. Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't matter that he has that toe injury, still going to put up 300 yards on your on your team. The Rams, on the other hand, they're, they're going through it right now. Is it the Odell curse? Who knows? He, he had his first touchdown in over a, over a year. He had a pretty solid game. Cooper Cup, he still did his thing. He just didn't have the touchdown. Van Jefferson had that 76-yard touchdown. But besides that, they put up points. Just... The defense just couldn't it's stop. Just, it couldn't yeah, just the Rams. They couldn't. They just couldn't keep up with Aaron Rodgers. And it must be so nice to be a Packers fan. Like one, best franchise of all time. Two, best stadium of all time. Three, like as long as Aaron Rodgers is is healthy, you're winning twelve games every single year. Like that's got to be so much fun. I know. You know. I'm hoping that's what it's going to be like for the next decade with the Chiefs. But you never know. But like. Honestly, it must be so nice to just know that Aaron Rodgers could pull you out of any situation, win you all these games against good opponents at home, like just be electric, juke out, you know, outrun Jalen Ramsey for a rushing touchdown. Like, it's just like to have a guy that like confident and cocky at the same time, like it's got to be fun. So it was definitely a good win for the Packers. uh, And it brings them one step closer of that one seed. The Cardinals still have an edge out on them, but. I mean, if the Cardinals lose, the you know the Packers have the tiebreakers. So yeah, I mean the, the Cardinals just, are going to uh, get Kyler Murray back in time for a very pivotal game against division rival, the kind of mentally depleted Seahawks team right now, but still division game. Still division game. It's going to be very still division game. Um, but that was a huge win for the game. Packers. Yeah, but yeah, speaking like of you were going to say, Browns Ravens. Um, another Michael awful Jackson. game. Another awful I mean, game on this. Here's another week 12. thing. Just yeah, another awful game. Here's another thing. Just talking about how lucky the Ravens have been this year. Lamar Jackson just throws four interceptions, and they still win by six. Like they're getting so many breaks that I'm starting to be convinced they're going to win the Super Bowl this year because it's just that kind of season. You need you need some luck to win us. Every every team needs some luck to win a Super Bowl. I'm the first one to admit from two years ago. I mean. We came back from 24 zip. Uh, yeah, it took a little bit of luck. Uh, the fact that we got a bye, bye week. Uh, yeah, thank you, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So there was definitely some luck involved. And I'm just feeling it for the Ravens this year. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those one and done situations in the playoffs. But at this rate, I mean, I don't know. The Ravens keep doing it. But 
Who knows? Well, I don't know. This is just another weird game. I think, honestly, I think the only team that you, well, besides the Lions and the Texans and the Jets and the Jaguars, besides, the besides, uh, no, besides, uh, I think the Seahawks, well, hold on, hear me out. Most teams in the NFL, if you throw four interceptions against them, I don't even care if they have a terrible offense right now like the Steelers. You throw four interceptions against a team, unless that team also throws three interceptions, four interceptions as well, you're losing that game. The Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield's been hurt, I understand. So he's not at 100%. Even with the injury, I know he's still playing this and that, but still, four interceptions and you only score 10 points? Any given team would have would win, with the exception to, like I said, the Lions, the Jets, uh, the Texans. Maybe I, I I don't know with um with Tyrod Taylor there. I have a little bit more faith than I with them than some of the other teams. But I just don't know how the Ravens won this game. Four interceptions. Now I, I'm gonna be the I'm gonna admit I didn't watch the entire game. I think I saw a couple minutes of it, but I think some people said that I think two of the interceptions shouldn't even even have been picks, but you know, throw that out the window. You, the ball still got turned over. I don't care if it's on Lamar or not ball still got turned over. The other team still has another chance to go down and score. You put up 10 points. What the hell? Yeah. The game was drunk. That was one of the, you know, few drunk games that there are every year. Um, I mean, the first half was just riddled with penalties and turnovers and weird plays. And then in the second half, you had that Mark Andrews miracle touchdown from from Lamar. And then you had the touchdown where David Njoku caught it on his knee. Like, it was just – it was definitely one of the more odd nights I've watched in a few years. So, like, I, I was I was thinking to myself, I don't know what the hell this final score is going to be after that first half. And, uh, you know, I ended up being 16-10 to 10 in the Ravens' favor, but – yeah, the Browns, 6-6, six and six, the playoffs slowly slipping away from them, and uh, that's what happens with injuries and just weird off, you know, you know, people's dads calling out Baker now. Like, it's just a lot of weird stuff going on with the Browns. So, yep, it's uh, a team that I thought was going to win the division. It's turning out to be a team that could potentially finish last in the division. So just goes to show you how fast a team can go from a swing to – being on the rise to next season being on, on their downfall right there. Yeah. And then Chris, uh, speaking of drunk, uh, this next game is pretty boring for the most part until the end. Uh, Washington, Seattle, Washington wins 17 to 15. Uh, Seattle couldn't get anything going for most of the game besides that one touchdown drive early on in the game. Um, Washington actually looked pretty good. I'd say Taylor Heineke had one of his better games, you know, JD McKissick got hurt, but he was doing really well. Gibson was great. McLaurin was good. Logan Thomas was back. Curtis Samuel was back. So definitely some good stuff for the, you know, the football team. But the end of this game, I mean, Russell Wilson, I think it was on third down, threw like a 30-yard touchdown to try to tie it up and then throws an interception, the two-point conversion, and then they recover their own onside. But then there's a penalty. Like, I don't know what happened these last two nights. But, man, I mean, these endings, these plays, I don't. it's just crazy. Really quick, I mean, I really don't have too much to say about this game besides everything you just said. It was drunk, this and that, but with or without Geno's, with or without Russell Wilson, whether it's Geno Smith, Russell Wilson starting, the Seahawks team is just bad either way. I feel Seahawks fans still think that they are the team of old, which they have to realize now that they're not. You don't have the same defense. Uh, a lot of the, it's not the same team anymore. And what did the Seahawks do? You have Tyler Lockett, 
and DK Metcalf, two receivers that I believe when they're at their best are easily top 15 wide receivers. And DK Metcalf gets one catch. Tyler Lockett has three catches and he did nothing in the second half. Absolutely nothing in the second half. You have a quarterback, Russell Wilson, Super Bowl champion, who I just can't even wrap my head around it, who didn't even get them the ball each. You got DK Metcalf the ball once in the second half and lock it only three times in the first half. Like what, what happens here? It's like you said, the Seahawks need to tear this entire thing down. There was a, a report that we don't know if it's true or not, that the bears offered them. What was it? Four first round picks, Khalil Mack and someone else for Russell Wilson. They apparently turned it down. I don't know if that's true or not. And if they did turn it down, it's stupid, but what the Seahawks Wilson need to do is begging and pleading not to go to the bears. <laughs> oh. He's like, I'll give you anything. <laughs> There were rumors in the offseason that Russell Wilson was unhappy here. They ended up working it out. The offensive line is shit. And what this, and, then, and then the Seahawks go, a, what was it, a year and a half, two years ago now? Uh, and they trade two first-round draft picks for Jamal Adams. And what happens now? This team is terrible. They need that first-round draft pick. And the Jets right now, I think they sit with the third and fourth overall pick in the NFL draft. What is it? The NJ Turnpike. Uh, they're calling it the NJ Turnpike draft. I think. I think that's what the memes are all saying now, something like that. But uh, I think the Jets and the Giants hold picks three, four, five, and six. Jeez. So you have that. The Seahawks, they need to trade Russell Wilson. They need to have, he needs to go thrive somewhere else. They need to tear this entire thing down. Maybe you hold on to just DK Metcalf. He's young. He has a lot of promise. He's going to be a problem in this league for, for plenty more seasons, but you need to tear the entire thing down now and rebuild from ground up. Cause I know Russell Wilson's been hurt, but even when he's been healthy this entire year, you can't sit here and say the Seahawks are going to win the Super Bowl. They've been just a, a playoff team. It was kind of like the chiefs with Alex Smith. Like they had a good team and you knew they were going to make the playoffs, but did you think that they were going to win the Super Bowl? No. So what they did, they went out there uh, and they drafted Patrick Mahomes, and look what that did. It got them a Super Bowl. The Seahawks, a little bit of a different situation right now. They need to go out, trade Russell Wilson, accumulate draft capital, and build starting young and go get some guys in free agency. That's what they need to do right now. Yeah, one of my few uh, playoff predictions uh, that went wrong this year. And uh, one last thing about the game, this, this score shouldn't have been close at all. I mean, the Seahawks were getting absolutely destroyed most of the game. They got lucky that they were blocked to kick and got a two-point conversion. They got lucky that they stopped um, Washington at the end of the game because Joey Sly got hurt. Washington could have put the game away two scores with a field goal, and they had to go for it on fourth down and, like, inside the 10. They didn't get it, you know, which set up the Seahawks to get a touchdown at the end. I mean, they just got very lucky this game. So, honestly, Seattle, same record as the Jets. Everything you said earlier about the draft and everything, totally true. And, um, yeah, good win for Washington. All right, Chris. All right, let's uh, well, do our winners' scores. Okay. Um, Saints, Cowboys. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Cowboys. I do think they win. Uh, I do think it's going to be close, though. Um, I like the Saints in this game uh, to do do more than what they've been doing. I'll say Cowboys eke it out 23 to – I'll say 23 to, to – I'll say 23 to 20, actually. Uh, I think that the Cowboys will win as well, but I think the Saints are going to show more firepower and offense. Taysom Hill, hopefully Kamara's playing. I'm fantasy wasake. I, I hope he definitely is. So I'm going to say the the Cowboys are going to win. I'm going to say I'm going to say 27-23 Dallas. 
All right, and then Texans-Colts. The Colts should be able to win this one pretty handedly. I'll say um, I'll say 38 to 14. I'm going to go Colts. I'm going to say 43-14. That's what I'm going to say. All right, and then the Lions-Vikings, another game that, oh, man, the Vikings could blow it, but no, I'm done picking the Lions. The Vikings have to win this game, absolutely, or their season is over. I'll say Vikings win it. Um, I'll go 33 to 22. All right. I'm going to say Vikings are going to win. I don't think it's going to be close at all. Uh, we've seen the Lions play every single game this year, and they suck every single game. Uh, they're going to win 20. Vikings are going to win 28 7. Okay. Well, the Vikings defense is pretty bad, so I don't know about seven. But, but the lot, but uh, come on, the Lions offense. Yeah. I mean, Steelers have one of the best defenses, and they gave up 16. So Not of, not of recently, they haven't. Sure. But, all right. Uh, Dolphins, Giants. Dolphins, I really like the Dolphins. Uh, I think people know by now they're my second favorite team. Um, I really want them to beat the Giants. I, I do want the Dolphins to have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, that would be pretty crazy. So I'll pick the Dolphins. Um, I actually do think they're going to win still. I'll say 17 to 14. I think it's going to be a snoozer because both defenses are better than – both offenses. So. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I mean, I think pretty sure Mike Glennon is gonna probably start. Um, I'm just gonna say the Dolphins are gonna win. I think it's gonna be a pretty boring game. I think the Dolphins will win. I'm gonna go 21 to 14. Okay, and then we have our fourth out of fifth game we've covered uh, so far in a dome. I don't know. I just just pointed that out uh, at Falcons. Falcons Bucks. Um, yeah, the Bucs are going to win. Uh, I think the Falcons will put up some points, but I'll go 40, I'll go 48 to 26 Bucks. I think that, I think their offense is going to go crazy. I think both teams are going to put up points. I think it's going to more so be the Falcons scoring, uh, I'll say more garbage time than anything, but I'm going to go with Tampa Bay is going to win 35 to 25. All right. And then Eagles jets. Um, no, no, I'll, I'll stick with the Eagles. If they lose this one, then I'll, I'll, I'll probably stop picking the Eagles because um, that'd be pretty bad to lose to the Giants and Jets in a row. But I'll go Eagles. I'll say it'll be kind of close, 24 to 16. 16 Eagles, you said? I, 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 yeah. I like that. I'm going to go with the Eagles. They're going to beat the Jets as well. No way the Jets went back-to-back games. Uh, I'm going to go the Eagles. I think they're going to win. I'm going to say – I'm going to say – 26, I'm going to say 26-10. Okay, and then Bears-Cardinals. Um, I think it's going to be close in the first half, and then I think the Cardinals are just going to pull away and win this pretty handedly. I'll say 27-17. to 17. Cardinals. Yeah, I'm also going to say the, the Cardinals are going to win this game. Uh, Kyler Murray should be back. I know I said that a million times, but I'm going to go with the assumption that he will be playing this time, even though I've kind of been going with the assumption that these past few weeks that he's been playing every single time. And I think, what, what are we picking to win all three times? And they won, what, twice? Yeah. All right. Anyway, enough about that. Cardinals are still going to win against the Bears. And I'm going to say it's going to be... I'm going to say they're going to win 30 to – I'm going to say 30 to 22. Okay. Um, I'll do uh, Bengals-Chargers. I'm going to say the Bengals are going to win this on a game-winning field goal, 27 to 24. Uh, you know what? This will be my first upset. I'm actually going to go with the Chargers are going to win this one. 
Um, I think it's going to be a very good game. Very high offensive uh, shootout. I'm going to go with. I'm going to say third. I'm going to say 38-37 Chargers. Okay, and then Rams Jags. Uh, the Rams got to win this one. Or honestly, I'm calling it over if they lose to the Jaguars. Uh, I'll say I'll say um, 30. 35 to 13. Uh, you know what, Sam? This uh, this Rams team, what have they lost? Three straight? Yeah. They're going to beat the absolute dog shit out of this Jaguars team. It's going to be 52 to 6. Rams. <laughs> okay. Trust me. I've been dying to say a team's going to score 50 this entire, this entire season. If anything, this has to be the game. The Rams, three straight. Okay. They are going against a terrible football team. What better way to get right than beating the crap out of the Jaguars? <laughs> I hope, because I have Rams defense this week. Uh, Washington Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders because, I don't know, I just feel like it's perfect for the Raiders to be 7-5 and five to play the Chiefs in week 14 and then just get demolished by the Chiefs again. Just, 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 just <laughs> crumble one again. More inch of hope. One more inch of hope. Let's give the Raiders. So let's have them winning 27-23. to 23. I feel like it's not even you being a Chiefs fan wanting to see them fail at this point. At this point, it's just the fact, like, it's just for the bit. It's just for the bit at this point. Like, it just so happens that it always happens against the Chiefs. It really I'm going uh, yeah, go to say Raiders are, are going to win as well. I think it's going to be... Ooh. I, I'm going to go with... Mm, I'm going to say 33-28. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring as well. All right. And then Steelers-Ravens. Uh, if it wasn't for the injuries, I would pick the Steelers. But I'm going to pick the Ravens. Um, I'll say I'll say 31-17. to 17. Yeah, I'm also a little bit scared. I know TJ Watt is doubtful. I think another player also tested positive. I forgot the name. Uh, banged up. Just team, I feel, is kind of just... It just feels like the Steelers team is on the edge of just like a huge brawl with one another. And it feels like the only thing holding it together. And it feels like it's just being held together by a string. I feel within a snap, this entire team is ready to implode. It's borders kind of imploded, but it hasn't done like the full kind of thing yet, which I feel are on the verge of that. And I, I see the Ravens winning. Uh, I'm going to go with 28 to 18. 28 to 18. All right. Um, and then we got 49ers, Seahawks. 49ers are going to win this one. I'll say pretty boring game, 23 to 13. You know what? I think I'm going to go with Seattle winning this. Just this feels like a get. No, this feels it feels like a spot that the 49ers would drop. They're missing. They're missing Debo Samuel. Seahawks coming off of back-to-back losses. They could just run the ball. They're fine. Sam, Sam, you know did you what? See the, did you see how the football team ran all over the Seahawks? Yeah, that's exactly what Elijah Mitchell is going to do. I guarantee you. You, you, know, you know what, Sam? You sit here and say that, and we sit here and say, oh, this is such an obvious spot. Do you know how the, how weird this season has been so far? I know, but... Would you really be shocked? December, if- I feel like teams really got to they gotta, they gotta shape up here. I, I feel like they can't. no one can drop like a Bills Jaguars anymore at this point in the season. <laughs> I'm still going to go with Seattle awesome. here. I'm going to go with Seattle here. I'm going to say it's going to be kind of low score. I'm going to go with 23-20, Seattle. 
All right. And then Chiefs Broncos, Chris, uh, we've known each other at, at, the, at the last time the Broncos have been the Chiefs. I think we knew each other for about a week. That's how long it's been. Um, September of 2015 was the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs. Uh, we had Jamal Charles as our running back and Jeremy Macklin was our leading receiver. So, you know, uh, it sounds like I'm trying to hype up the Broncos finally getting a win. But no, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's going to be boring as hell. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think the Chiefs offense is going to look the same as it has besides the Raiders game. But, you know, 23 to 16 is my score. And, you know, at this point, I don't really care as long as we just get these wins. Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be a kind of lackadaisical game. Uh, Chiefs offense, I don't really see it changing anytime soon. I feel they could have one more game this year when they explode for like 40, and it would definitely happen right before the playoffs start. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to say 24-17. Yeah, that seems about right. And then finally, Bills-Patriots, big game for both teams. (sighs) The Patriots could very, very likely win this game but i'm going to pick the team that i want to win and that's the bills hopefully josh allen he keeps it going i know it's a hard defense to play against but you know maybe they'll just do enough to win this game i'll go 24 to 21 bills you know what i was i'm, I'm right with you from the beginning of the week i said the patriots have all the momentum coming into this the bills been playing a little bit shaky uh this is a primetime game that arguably could be one of the, the best of the season. I don't think it's going to have that offensive firepower that people want, but just storylines, records, seeding, all that, especially late in the year. Going with Buffalo as well. They're going to slow down the Patriots' momentum. Bills' momentum is going to shoot straight up. Buffalo Bills going to take this one. Not the prettiest game, but very important game, very monumental game for the remainder of the season. 23-2. to 21. All right. And that's it. Week 13 in the, you know, not in the books, but the predictions in the books, Chris, the, uh, the random game, I'm going to go with Seahawks Texans for next week. You know, Seahawks Texans. Oh God. That's maybe such Lions a... Broncos. Maybe that's Lions a... Broncos. Oh, e- e- oh. Hmm. Yeah. Seahawks Texans Jeff or Saints Lions Broncos. Completed Saints team is pretty bad. Oh gosh. All right. Uh, so what are the, what are the random games we're doing? Lions, Broncos, and Seahawks, Texans. For sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so that's it. That's week 12 in the books, week 13 coming up, some big games and, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. All right. Later guys.